Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm one of your hosts, DM Neil, aka Jote Maniac. And it's me, Celeste, your other host, a DMC Witch. Yes! And today we are going to be talking about something that apparently confused you until this yes. moment. Um, and has been <laughs> something that has been a daily part of my life up to this moment, which I assume we'll just make this a wonderful conversation because you will have many questions for me. And in theory, I should have many answers for you. But before that, we should probably describe what it is since it's been going on. Oh, wow. uh, For seven months, um, for seven months for me personally and most people that are doing it. But this episode's title, if you've seen it in your podcast feed, is called Dungeon 23 and Me. Um, Because I find that very funny. And those all play the thing with the spit in the tube and you send it out. Yeah, this is this is so cool. I'm glad you picked this topic because this Dungeon 23 thing, I have seen both you like tweeting about it and then other people, uh, you know, people in like Cobalt Press discords are all excited about this thing. I've seen cool images of dungeons being made and posted and I, I, I just don't know what it is. It seems really cool. So what the heck is it, Neil? <laughs> so we credit where it's due. And first off, twofold credit to Sean McCoy. One, teaching me that Substack is a thing that people do. Not that I have started doing it, but it's another avenue by which people can kind of express their opinions and can go see their things. But he came up with the idea that just as a daily exor- daily mental exercise to go and make one room in a dungeon every day. Cool. And he kind of set it up to say... Do you want to do 12 levels in a dungeon or do you want to do one week or or you just do one day and they don't connect to anything? The whole point of it is as interconnected or disconnected as you want, ultimately you're going to do one dungeon room a day. It doesn't necessarily need to be over the top. It could be a square that says empty. Because let's be honest, like that's I mean, some, some dungeon rooms. That's that's what it is. You need a chamber to sit there and get that sweet, sweet rest. Yeah. And he also went ahead and wrote down 52 thematic prompts. Like oh, if you cool. were going to pick, pick a theme each week. And so things like ancient death, sunken love, empire, heavy, rural, so on and so forth. Some of them, they lend themselves, I say, I would say easier some are more mm-hmm. difficult um, abstract yeah for sure but yeah base the base level concept is create one dungeon room a day cool and so i've done that for <laughs> seven months that's awesome and then so you you also it seems like part of the thing is you get like you have a journal and you dedicate that journal to this process and then you actually like draw uh, a dungeon too uh, as part of it every day right you draw the room and then yep. also i guess you fill it with whatever encounters or yeah so so here's the fun thing i will tell you what i do yeah Th- and that's the end of the story because any any other person does it differently so for me i came to the conclusion that if it connected great if it didn't i just don't care yeah i, I just wanted to do the prompt i will do right. a dungeon room every single day so I tend to find some inspiration. I'll sketch it with with a pencil. I'll redraw it in pen. I'll then basically, if I feel compelled, I'll do hat. Well, I feel compelled because I did it one time and it looked good. And now it's just kind of a pain in my butt. But I will do like <laughs> the, the hatching around the outsides. Cool. Whether or not I decide to draw something on the inside. And then afterwards, then I kind of write a brief description of what I think might be in the room. 
Nice. There are certainly times where I've decided like, oh, this would make a lot of sense if this connected to this. Or I'll have a room that's a hub and kind of list the like, one, two, three, four, five, and then inevitably make those five rooms that connect back to that hub. Nice. Or um, at one point for the dungeon, I remember, and this is not a not a fresh memory, but I remember a long time ago there was a board game that had a little laser. And you had to point that laser at mirrors and have it basically what? bounce cool. around. What I had then also saw was that someone had adapted that setup into a physical dungeon that they had created so then the players needed to basically reveal this laser and angle those mirrors that's very like legend of zelda oh yeah yeah. i love that and so occasionally i'll just throw a random mirror in a room yeah and so like and then sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't i just have it it there sometimes i have no i have no clue how a person would potentially get the laser that i added who knows how many rooms? I mean, ago. there's a sunbeam spell if you're playing five e. I'm yeah. sure other systems have you know well, yeah, similar that's the thing stuff. Is, it, yeah, if the mirrors basically can do that sort of thing, then why not? Yeah, because and these are the thoughts I don't try and spend too much time on. I think right. they're great after the fact, but like part of the part of it would be okay if that laser is to work. Like either is it something about the laser that makes it that strong? Or is it something about the properties of the mirrors? Right. And if it is, I'm really interested in that because let's say I have a ray, uh, a ray of frost and I shoot it at the mirror at the tail end of its effective range. Yeah. But then what if it doubles that range because I've hit it onto the mirror and yeah. now it'll go its full effective range again after bouncing off the mirror? That's awesome. Or, or what if you send the ray through the mirror and it goes, it appears out of another mirror, right? You can like shoot oh, things through. So you could use up. that like tactically. Yeah, it's more like a magic mirror sort oh, of I like, like portal situation. Yeah, so that's super cool to put in there, but like mm-hmm. leave that ill-defined until you need to define it, you know? Oh, I mean, it solves a lot of the problems that like get it down to the end and you see it hit the mirror, uh, but then that's it. Yeah. And, and then the players may like, not find it for... Mean? Yeah, for like another level, another two levels. But then you show up there and there's this big shining mirror, like light that you can use it to set off new things. And like, where is it going? Where is it leading you? That's very fun. Well, and also in some of it, I've also done really dungeon-y, I don't know of a better way, like more finished dungeon rooms, as well as doing more cavernous stuff, as well as doing like a mix of both to give it that feel that it's more run down. Definitely just trying to mix things up. And a lot of it is going out and trying to find inspiration because yeah. eventually this is very difficult to find yeah, that's inspiration. That's a lot of rooms. I also have a tendency not to want to say empty because I just I don't have it in me to right. say this is, this room is empty. Okay. okay except that's for a one day. day. <laughs> there, the cheat day was my birthday. Yeah. And there's just a, a, a empty cool room. <laughs> it is. It is a rectangular room, and it just says it's empty. And I literally wrote on there, "It's my birthday." It's my birthday. It's my birthday room. Yeah, so that was the one and only time that I that I skipped, just because. And it's more of that I just found humor in that idea yeah. than really caring whether or yeah. not I didn't do a room. Yeah, that's cool. And and so this is like totally system neutral too, right? There's no like, there's nothing in the prompt that says what system this has to be for. Or even that your dungeon has to be strictly fantasy, right? Correct. So at one point, I actually, because I think back to like uh, Keep on the Borderlands, where it has the crashed spaceship. Oh, yeah. um, And then it actually also makes me think of Beast Wars, where the original Transformer ship 
They eventually find it hidden in a vol. Sorry if I'm ruining this story for anybody. So old, no. no. Um, But (laughs) yeah, shame on you if you don't know. Um, But basically, they find the original transformer ship crashed into a volcano millions of years in the past. It's going to show up in the 80s. Blah blah blah. I eventually was like, I just random day felt compelled. I don't know by like the shape of sometimes. Sometimes I'll just sketch shapes. Yeah. For the the room itself with no real idea. And the way it kind of shaped itself out made me think of like a cockpit or for yeah. a spaceship. Yeah. So then, boom, there we go. That's a spaceship. Is it in the same dungeon? Maybe not. I eventually drew kind of like the cargo area and having it kind of stick out of the theoretical mountain that this dungeon may be in. Yeah, there's no limitation yeah. whatsoever. There'd be nothing stopping me from drawing the cellar of a tavern or... Yeah. An entire tavern or yeah, there's nothing, no limits. Well, this is this is just so great, like to do. I mean, obviously, the you know, the fun and the creativity like of doing some, you know, a little bit of design every day. But also like when you are planning a game and you just have no ideas, you can go to that little notebook and be like, drop this room in or like, hey, I, I made a clever trap or something in this dungeon room. You know what? I bet I could just put that in here, right? Like, why not all of a sudden make that hallway that I made for my dungeon? Oh, this is now in the palace, right? Guarding the vault, like that kind of cool resource that you're building for yourself. That sounds so helpful. Kind of coming off of that, one of the more interesting things is this really interesting cyclical loop of inspiration. Yeah. Because sometimes I I don't, you know, I can't find something or I'm having trouble finding something. I'll just go back. Yeah, and then build a room that connects, right, to something. Yeah, so I have, let's see. So I, I, I write the days and the date next to him. So, like, yeah, at this point we're at almost 200 wow. rooms. So then I don't, let's be fair. I don't remember half the stuff I've done in this <laughs> book. I, if we're being really fair, I probably don't remember 75%. Well, it's nice. At the end, you'll read it. And it'll be like a novel, right? That you've never read before. <laughs> so it'll be fun. Yeah, exactly. So, but I will do exactly what you're saying. I'll, I'll go back and I'll be like, oh, you know what? It'd be really cool if off of this came this. Because yeah. at one point I, you can kind of see where like my, and this is also, there's a lot to pull back back from this because you can see certain amounts of times where I just feel really inspired by individual concepts and yeah. just kind of sit there for a little bit until I work through them. So one was more of like Crips. Um, so certain areas and almost like having different levels of it. At one point, I basically had like an area that was just more of a mass grave. You know, it yeah. wasn't paid the attention that some of the other pieces I had made were. Some were more of a, the traditional graveyard you think of, but I've also set it inside of a dungeon. And then others were like, no, these are really elaborate. Uh, and one, I think my most... Uh, the one I like the most mm-hmm. is that just based on the way that I had drawn it, and I was looking at the way that the doors, two doors would open, and, you know, and we're all, and I'm using a grid, so let's talk, let's say that, but the, both doors would open into each other mm. perfectly, and I was like, oh, then you're absolutely locked into this entire yeah. row of crypts. Hope it works out for you, because yeah, because the, yeah, like the two out. doors would yeah. basically. They would open together and magically lock with each other and then every, you know, everything in there oh, come, comes to life and you have to deal with it. Yeah. What's also cool about this is I feel like because sometimes when I sit down to like design a dungeon, 
I feel like there's usually one or two really standout rooms that you really like, you know, and you want the players to end up in those rooms and the rest is all kind of filler around you hoping those two rooms or whatever it is, like becomes that. But by doing this, you've spent so much time making like freeing yourself of making a whole dungeon, right? So you can just focus on making each room a really cool killer thing. So when you get it comes time to put something together, you can truly make a dungeon that is filled with all these rooms you like because you can shop, you know, from the from the best of that you've already created for yourself. Yeah. And for me personally, I um I I don't know why I lean away from it so much and I think it is because I like the idea that if someone were to take this away from me, first off, from my cold dead hands, because uh, <laughs> I spent way too much time on this thing. But if, but if, like, let's say I just sent it to you, one of the nice things about it is that I have, I just personally have a tendency not to put a lot of monsters or mm-hmm. a lot of things that require mechanics, just because I don't like. It's just base level concepts. Because who's gonna, yeah. who's to say when when I use this or what game I even use it for? Yeah, what level are the players going to be? What kind of challenges? Yeah, exactly. Or is it, you know, is it Tales of the Valiant? Is it D&D something? Is it that I have a Pathfinder game? Is it DCC, Dungeon Crawl Classics? Like, what it, you know, whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, and in theory, all of these would work for all of those just because I don't, and like you said, at almost any level range, because yeah. I just don't, I just want to, like, I think, I think I got it. I don't know. We'll, maybe one, t- one day we can talk to Sean, but... I think I figured it out that like the whole base base concept is to, just to work on this yeah. and just have those as inspiration. Um, yeah. And one of the things is, and I, you know, and I tagged it directly Dyson logos because I was like, you are the only reason I can figure out this hatch thing at yeah. all, because they have a lot of examples um, and I have some of their, their work just literally, I can see it um, yeah, on my yeah. desk because I had never done the hatching before. And now I do it for every single thing. It's just and cool. So, like, it's a cool, like, old school style, oh, yeah. you know? It reminds us all of those, like, black and white, like, or, or you know, your favorite zines that you yep. pick up now, right? When you're doing that low budget, like, hey, let's make an indie TTRPG, right? That feeling, it's very satisfying, I feel like, to be able to draw that and, like, mimic that style. Yeah, or even figuring out things that I don't know that I would would have thought to do, like, I tried to figure out how to do a whirlpool, and I, oh, yeah. and I was surprised at my level of success. Um, even adding that to a dungeon, because for the most part, up until now, no, it's just the outline of. Yeah, I draw butt trees. Um, but like, trying to figure those that's things me. out. Yeah, here's <laughs> like, a forest. It's a bunch of butt trees. Like touche. <laughs> I have not tried to draw trees. Well, I'll think about it. Uh, I don't because mine are exactly that way as well. Yeah, it's difficult. Um, so I would also say that like there's nothing stopping a person from saying today's the day that I should start because that's I mean. You've given you've set it up. This is not planned. First off, we we have to tell you guys enough. Not None this whole this thing is, is not planned. planned. Um, is but one of the one of the the a saying that I have heard often is that the best time to plant a tree is twenty years ago. The second best time is to plant it today. So the idea that like oh no, I'm seven and you know we're seven and a half months in. Okay, who cares? And do it for you. Yeah. So dungeon. Yeah. That, well, and so that's part of it as well as I, I took away, like, I'm not great about posting online. We talked before we jumped on. I had surgery um, and I was real down, real out for several weeks. But I still did the dungeons because like yeah. that's not 
I can do that. It would give me something to do and to keep doing. But in terms of like thinking of something like remotely engaging to say and posting it mm-hmm. and doing those things, I'm not, I'm not fantastic, but I still do this. I still yeah. design the dungeons and some, sometimes I'll fall behind and then I'll catch up. I'll, you know, I'll, if nothing else, like if you look at, look at it right now, I'm probably a week behind on descriptions. So I'll still think of the room, design the room, draw the room, ink the room, and then be like, you know, that's it. That's what I got for today. Yeah. And then come yeah. back and desi- design what should be in that room later on. Yeah. That seems really cool. I, I'm intrigued and I hope soon I could like start doing something like this because this is this is very cool. So do you think he's going to he's probably going to do a Dungeon 24, right? When the when the year starts, I would assume. So that's so I. Okay, so this is what I've wondered more than anything else. Will it be a Dungeon 24 or will it be a different style prompt? Oh, yeah. So, so which which is a little more difficult, honestly, because yeah. I've thought about most of it. So this is, the, yes, let's have this conversation. Yes. So what would be <laughs> your idea for a Dungeon 24, but not, but not like an actual, not, not doing the dungeon? Because my, because here's, and this is, this is a great design. Hello, everyone. Let's talk design. Because my <laughs> thought is most, most design elements aren't, are above this. So yeah. like the idea that like I can really, like if really the drawing and just in, in, on a personal level, like the amount of time I put into a drawing is really one of the more time consuming portions of this for me. It does not need to be because I don't need to hatch. I do, I could stop what I sketch. I really could. So like. If I really got down to like the minimum amount of time, I could probably be doing a dungeon room in five to 10 minutes. If I just, if that doing my absolute minimum for me, that's where it could be. Now, if I'm going to change that, I don't know what design space I could possibly go into and stay in that and stay in that realm unless I'm, unless I'm really just shaving off everything about it but even then i don't know that i could because let's say mad let's say spells let's say monsters items i don't want to touch classes of anything no i would do probably encounters is what i would do so it's like a thing that maybe it's random encounters like a random encounter every day right and so and not just like uh you run into 2d4 wolves and they attack like it's it's like those little, it could be even like weird little social encounters. You know, you're on the road, you find a tinker whose wagon, you know, is missing a wheel and here are three things he wants or, you know, whatever, like that kind of encounter level stuff. So I feel like it could be, I guess I'm more like casual encounters, but I'm trying to think of like a, a visual, a satisfying visual component to something. Cause I don't really think the encounters has that so much. Not really. So, but then you said, Okay, you said a word, and I was really thinking you were going to say a different word. So you were saying tinkerer, and my thought was trinket. So if you think about the lists that have come out previously, where it's like a, a D100 table of yeah. random trinkets um, that, that a person has, I think that could be really interesting. Yeah. It is more. It is certainly more different, difficult from a design perspective if I'm going to draw this random, you know, because one of them is like a yeah. goldfish. I could probably get by. But in terms of like a visual element... The yeah, doing like a random trinket table 
and doing one each day, I think. So here's here's something I've been thinking about. So for Tales of the Valiant development specifically, I've always wanted to do more with Thieves Cant and like Druidic. So something that I'm working with here, mm-hmm. it might be good, is like, I want to know what Thieves Cant symbols look like, right? Like, I want to know what are the things you might see left behind, right, for somebody to look at. So maybe that's something there, too. It's like every day you draw a little symbol, right, that means something, mm-hmm. and you decide what it means in Thieves Cant or, like, how it could be used. Or you could do it with Druidic as well. It's like, okay, if you see, you know, twigs, like, in this shape or like you see a pile of rocks stacked up in this way this is what this means you could build like this cool language and then you could actually give that to your players too which is really exciting you know you see this in the road right and you hand you show them this little drawing you've made and then they could actually start to interact with and learn what that means that would probably be super exciting i like that i mean if anything like you know, symbol, tw- I mean, oh, whatever. Some of this, we're workshopping. Don't judge us. Oh, we um, could do, how about like- Glyph, Glyph 24, right? You could do spell glyphs as part of that too. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh. What does the symbol spell actually look like? What are they? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the glyphs of war? Yeah. What do they actually look like, right? Like what, what do Thieves Cant symbols look like? That kind of stuff would be super cool. Yeah. And one of the, and one of the other nice things, depending on like what your with this, first off, I feel like we we struck gold. So let's 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 stay here. And, <laughs> we're here. We're living in it. Like, yeah, gosh yeah. darn it. Okay. First, sometimes I'm too much of a dad, and I can't help myself. I, I think we struck gold. I think we should stay here and really mine <laughs> this conversation. Um, jeez. But the idea that I could also in my own, you know, because if I think about my own homebrew campaign and my own homebrew world. Then I can also start to think about the idea of staying in individualized regions of that yeah. world, because yeah. the idea for and this is just a me a me thing, but I think I think you're probably going to feel the same way. But the idea that thieves thieves can't in the you know the far south versus thieves can't on this island nation that I have, the likelihood that there are similarities, yes, that they are the same, no, no. Absolutely not, because like the languages, different dialects, you know, you might speak Spanish, but you go to Central America and most countries there all like Spanish sounds completely different than if you go to Spain. It's that kind of, you know, that same ish roots. But yeah. Yeah. So perfect example. My wife lived and worked in the Congo for about six months. So they use both Congolese and they use French. Her best friend marries a, a man from France. The my wife and that man cannot barely cannot communicate. communicate yeah. Um, her friend has to like kind of stitch it together for them. Um, but for the most part, like it is so fundamentally different. And actually, it made me think of the I have a rogue in my my party, and they recently went to a place that is entitled Whiskey Bay, and it is it is pirate owned. I say that because I originally said pirate themed, and I said, wait a minute, no, nope, stop it. it. Everyone at the table. <laughs> Stop. I, Stop. It's not what I meant. And I know what you guys... Don't yeah, get on your crappy eye ready. patches. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, don't, yeah. don't do it. Uh, <laughs> you see it. You saw... Yeah, huh? Oh, I stopped the conversation <laughs> dead in its tracks because yeah. I saw no, the mistake uh, that I made. Dead stop, back up. Let me say that again. Yep. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. So Pirate owned. And so they went and they, they were saying, okay, well, can I look for Thieves Can't? And they actually... They rolled lower. And again, dice tell stories. So the story that I told was you can, but you are so inundated by the amount of thieves can't right, see that yeah. you actually 
don't understand what's happening. Yeah. You, if you'd like to spend more time to begin to figure out what it is and what some of these symbols and these conversations actually mean, yeah. absolutely, I would allow that. But initially, there is so much. And yeah. so, and some of it is so foreign and different to you that you're not that you're not able to process it. So I think that, like you know, going back to that same thing, or even if you think of schools of magic and why and yeah. how different those are. Exactly. Yeah, the way they look, or you know, the the different flavors of it. Yeah, I I think there's there's probably a lot of really cool fodder there, and that's I think a very attainable graphic element because. You know, asking people to draw NPCs or like magic items, I feel can get pretty squirrely yeah. or even trinkets. Yeah, but I feel like symbols are, are something, you know, keeping it easy could be very accessible mm-hmm. enough to make make a, you know, a Dungeon 24 style prompt. Well, yeah, especially think of like once we say symbols or glyphs, I really like because I think you just you can stretch that pretty far. Yeah, because is yeah. it the... Um, is it the goblins that they're facing and they oh. have a particular, cause I've asked that of my players before because it doesn't have, I mean, uh, that's not a nice way. There's no real nice way to say it, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect yeah. my story yeah. that I'm trying to tell. So yeah, here, take the, take this and run with it. Yeah. What, you know, what is the iconography that they have on their cloaks? Yeah. Different emblems, right? Heralds. Yeah. They came up stuff. with some yeah. like weird, scary beetle. And I was like, sure. Great. The, nice. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or you think of, you know, your classic cult that has some yep. ritualistic process that they're trying they to They have some weird tattoo. Destroy right? the world. You're like, Whoa, yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So doing those sorts of things. And then as soon as you're adding those elements, those can be going back to the same concepts that we have with the dungeon. Those elements then can easily flavor your world at any moment. Yeah. Be picked up and, and used in a myriad of ways. Yeah. Yeah, because you can always say like, oh, you know, getting back into, you know, pirate owned town yes. <laughs> where you say, OK, everyone give me a perception check. You could literally give them three or four symbols oh. that they of note and then say, here, you these yeah. are you see this everywhere. See. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like it. Okay. Well, well, we'll have to think about it. symbol 24. We're, symbol 24. We're, we're Sean, now, we'll, uh, yeah. well, let's talk. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk. Sean, where are you at? Hopefully you McCoy, let's talk. We're also just shouting it. Okay. But with that, I think we've done it. And if you want to li- give us a symbol, particularly a symbol. five a of favorite. them, shaped like a star. <laughs> star. Uh, wow. Or leave us a rating. Yeah. Or leave us a rating review, particularly in Thieves Can't. Um, you can do that through Apple Podcasts or, of course, whatever podcatcher you use. Yeah, and of course, if you always want to reach out to us otherwise, you can always email us at dmnastics at gmail.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at dmnastics, Neil at Jotmoniac, me at C. Conowich. And for everything else on the network, check out blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. And as always, a huge thank you to the Bards over on Bombarded for our intro and outro music. And for everything else they do, you can always go to bombardedcast.com. Rather than let these mental gains go to waste, let's head to taking your supplements. Chicken, you oh my gosh, you've got something so relevant for today. <laughs> Listed I do. <in> here. <laughs> I, they're sitting right in front of me. Uh, there's more online, but I have been, if, if there's any one person that has probably inspired me the most during this process, it has been Dyson Logos. 
and just that overall approach that they have. It, like you said, it's iconic. It's yeah. and it's also like a modern version of how iconic it is. So one of the things that they have, and it came in the Dungeoneering pack from Dungeons and Dragons, was what is referred to as Dungeon Genomorph, Ooh. where first and foremost, I said Genomorph. That's why. So. I'm really Geomorph. into Young Justice. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and all there's a bunch of creatures called Genomorphs. These are Geomorphs, where basically there are cards, and these cards will connect to each other on each of the four sides. So Whoa. everything is designed in a way that I can randomly, I could, you know, let's say, I, basically I have a deck of cards here. I could shuffle them all up, lay them all down, and they would all always connect to each other. So in, cool. Now at this point, random ways. Um, so we'll have a link online to a blog post by Dyson Logos with a bunch of geomorph mapping projects. But I would say one of the more interesting things is this is not new. The first geomorph product came out in 1976. Wow. So, so it's, it, it's one of the most straightforward ways to have a random dungeon generation. Yeah where you just ensure that the way you design it is that there are connector points um, all at the same places so that That's you can so just cool. lay those out whenever you want to. Yeah, and I mean, while you all are there too, just check out everything uh, Dyson Logos does because they've got just so many cool maps, lots of free map resources, but they do have like some great, you know, ways to support. I know um, the Patreon is great, like so many, so many great rewards and also just Dyson does so much for the community, so... Get in there, check it out, get you some geomorphs. Yeah, this is this, and I think we're gonna. I hadn't looked at it until now, but I'm pretty sure we're going to link to something that is, yes, like 12 to 13 years old. Um, this blog post that we're gonna link but to. But still great. Oh, still Evergold. great. And there's actually that. Yep, there's a PDF that basically shows it. Um, and then you could down your free PDF to download the geomorphs and how they connect and everything like that. So yeah, definitely give them a, a like, a follow, all those things because, like I said, they're th one of the biggest inspirations for me in this process because I don't think I could have done the hatching without kind of like looking at the way that it's done there, or even sometimes dungeon inspiration of rooms where i'll take a room do i double the size do i twist this do i change that yeah because it, yeah let's be honest at some point it's hot it's difficult to find things that are new and exciting but yeah go 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 find them yeah but with that we'll turn out the lights and head out of the gym but before we go i want to implore you the listener to join the forums the discord twitter and anywhere else you can find us and take part in these challenges exercises and other amazing conversations being had to do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some gymnastics so your players don't ask, do you even lift?